0: Matthew chapter 2 verse 14 it says so he got up and took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt somebody say Egypt Egypt. where he stayed until the death of Herod and so was fulfilled somebody say fulfilled. fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet it says out of Egypt I called my son let's pray father I pray That, Lord, that today would be a day that you call sons, you call daughters, parents out of Egypt. And that, Lord, that you would begin to just lead us, my God, and go before us wherever we go. Father, we thank you for the gift of your son. And we thank you for this day. We thank you for everything that you're doing within our life, within our ministry, within our family. And, Lord, we give you all the glory and praise. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Praise the Lord. Now... How many know that it's Christmas time? Amen. There's all kinds of sounds that remind us of Christmas. Matter of fact, the other day, my boss had on inside our office. Some of you younger folks, you don't don't know what's happening. But he had some uh, Burt Ives Christmas carols going on. Come on, somebody. Huh? And I was like, yeah. There you go. And uh, you know, there's the music's in the air. We can see it all around us. Amen. Nativity sets, Christmas trees. But there's a certain jingle. There's a certain ring to Christmas time. Matter of fact, it's a time when choirs are singing and music is filling the air. Matter of fact, just the other day, uh, there was a there was a choir in Pastor's front room. And my daughters told me, they because they were, they were on their way to the, I think, to, to youth group. And they were trying to sneak out. And there was this whole choir inside this living room. Uh, they were singing Christmas carols. And Pastor invited them in the house. Yeah, come on in. And, and they said they were trying to sneak out. And Pastor said, hey, Selena, Christina, come and listen to them. And so they, they were there for another half. They played about four or five songs, right, for Pastor. And because that's the time of the year it is. But I want you to know when I, uh, I want you to understand and maybe to see, this, some of the things that I see sometimes. If you're taking notes, the title of my message is "Out of Egypt." But the subtitle is, "Do you hear what I hear?" Amen. And one of the things is that yeah, there's all these great things going on, but how many know that there's also sounds of anguish and grief? Amen. There is anguish of people in the city who have lost jobs, people that have lost hope, people that have lost loved ones and family members during this time. There are soldiers serving in the armed forces who are not going to see their little ones or children that that they've had that they've never even seen because they're on a foreign country right now protecting you and I. Now, if we could go back 2,000 years, to the very first Christmas, we would hear a variety of sounds also. Sounds of a busy inn. Animals feeding outside in a stable. Angels singing on high out in the, in the country. And the excitement of shepherds and, and, and men coming to visit Jesus there in the stable. We might even hear Mary singing a lullaby. To baby Jesus. Amen. But those happy and excited sounds are soon replaced by the harsh shouts of soldiers. That the Bible says that King Herod sent soldiers out to kill the children. Anybody two years and younger. So I want you to turn with me. Turn your Bibles also back to verse 13. Matthew chapter 2 verse 13. And we're going to read this really quickly. The rest of the scripture. 13 through 18. And listen. I want you to listen with your heart. As I read what happened next. After the Magi had left baby Jesus to return back home. It says, when they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. He told him, get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. Amen. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night, and he left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet Out of Egypt I called my son. And when Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious, and he gave orders to kill all the boys of Bethlehem and its vicinity, who were two years old and under, in accordance with the time. He had learned from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah weeping and great mourning. In Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. See this passage of scripture reveals an insecure and insane king who felt his rule was being threatened when he heard that another king, a baby king, had been born. And when he couldn't find the child, he issued a decree that all little boys in Bethlehem, two years and younger, were to be executed. Amen? And so we see here that although there's a great sound of Christmas, that also there's a sound of pain and anguish. See, sometimes we even see this in leadership. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm going to try to hit everybody today with something. And we see this in leadership sometimes when somebody new was rising up, when somebody new was being birthed, when somebody new was beginning to be used by God. Sometimes other leaders will try to kill them while they're a young leader. I've seen this before. Amen. See, when we get saved and we're young and we're walking with God, God begins to burst something new. We heard this young girl testifying right now that God did something in her life. But you can best believe the enemy that there's going to be a Herod coming her way that's going to try to take him out, going to try to take you out, going to try to steal the joy of God from your life and try to uh, change that sound of, of singing and joy and happiness into sounds of pain. So when we talk about the sounds of Christmas, we need to remember also the shouts of soldiers, the cries of children, and the wailing of mothers. For these are part of the Christian sound too. Amen. And I thank God for a church like this because you know what? We're a church that we try to reach out and we, we hear the cry of God. We hear the cry of the people. We hear the cry of the hurting. We hear the cry of the drug addict. We hear the cry of the lost. We hear the cry of the mother that lost their son. We hear the cry of the father that don't know what to do because his son's in prison. His son's messing up. We are a ministry and a people that hear that cry. And we got to keep our ears attentive. Come on, give the Lord a hand for that. Because there was a time we didn't care. We were trying to make them worse. We were trying to, you know, we were, some of you were leading people in the wrong way. Myself included. <clears throat> now, how many know that the Bible is always truth? Amen. The Bible's always true. See, I believe there's three things that God is trying to communicate to us in this Christmas season. And I'm going to give them to you quickly. Amen. Number one, if you're taking notes, is there is suffering in the world, but God came to bear it with us. Amen. There's suffering in the world. There will always be suffering. There will always be pain. But I believe that God came to bear it with us. You see, the Bible is always truth. And it not only tells a story about the angels and the shepherds and the wise men and the gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh, but it also tells about Herod, the hater. Come on, Herod was a hater. And his hatred. And his soldiers. Amen. We all know about the haters, right? Everybody's hating. Both of our football teams ain't doing so good. There's a lot of haters right now on Facebook. Amen. Stay off of Facebook right now. But it also tells the story of Herod. Tells the story of the little children being murdered. And it also tells the story that there was no room at the end for Jesus. Amen. That's why he was born out in the manger. I, I told the story before, but me and my wife, we went to Reno one time. This is B.C. And we went up there just on the, you know, let's go. Right? And we went up there. My, she was pregnant. I think she was like, what, seven months, six months, seven months? And I had a Ford Ranger, a little, a little truck. It had a camper shell on it. And I threw like ten blankets in there, and thank God, in the back. And we went up there, and it was during, the, it was cold. It was wintertime. It was during, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, no, it was in February. It was during uh, Valentine's Day. And so we went up there, and we, we just went up there to eat. We just went to the El Dorado. I don't know if any of you remember, we used to go up to the Dorado. They had, they had a, a, a fish buffet, you know, a shrimp, every, crab. You know, we did a little gambling, but we didn't think about getting our room. We said, oh, we'll get the room later. Well, you know what? There wasn't a room available in Reno at all or in Tahoe. We were ready to drive to Tahoe. We drove that night, one night, this happened. we spent one night there in the parking lot. The next night, we drove all the way back to Sacramento to get a room, amen? But how many know Jesus is in there? They, you know, the cities weren't that close. They had to walk, so they just went around the back, amen? Anyway, let's move on. Now, the thing here that I believe God is trying to communicate is that he's trying, God came to bear is suffering with us. Amen? These people that was also pain, suffering going on, and anguish is still very part of the Christmas scene even today. There are many who are suffering right now, right this day. Many who are lonely. You might be lonely. You might be here today, and you're lonely. You're going through things. You're grieving. Maybe a loved one was killed. Maybe something happened. Somebody passed away. Maybe, you know, uh, there's a separation in your family or something going on. And so it's difficult for you to find a reason to celebrate Christmas. We see that here, that Rachel would not be comforted, she said. Amen? And see, but Christmas comes, and Christ came to a suffering world. And it tells us that God doesn't guarantee to take away our suffering, but only to bear it with us. Amen? God's going to bear your pains with you. I know some of you are going through things you're like, where's God? I want you to know he's right next to you. He's carrying it right with you. Some of you, you wouldn't be able to carry the things that you've been through if it wasn't for God, if it wasn't for Christ. You wouldn't have been able to make it. You wouldn't have been able to carry it. But because Christ came is that he gives us the strength. He gives us the victory. He gives us, you know what, the ability to carry whatever we go through. I read a story about an old Jewish man that he wrote a book called Night. And he was a slave laborer in World War II in Germany. And one thing he said is that God doesn't guarantee to take away our suffering is only to bear it with us. And he was in a concentration camp during the Holocaust. And they used to go out. They were slave labor. They would use them to to work and to do different things. And one evening they were returning from a day of slave labor for the Germans. And when he got back, they, he discovered that there was three gallows on the hill. And a gallows where, you know, where they hang people, where they, they, they put a noose and they put people and they hang them, they kick the chair. And so there was, three, there was three up there. And when they got back, the soldiers came and got them and grabbed them and they grabbed everybody from the camp. And they put him outside so that they can watch. And, and this man, Eli Weasel, he said he looked and he said two men. And then he said what, what, what really got him is that the third person was only a little child, a young boy. And it said that, you know what, that they put them all up there and they put the, the rope around their neck. They tightened it up and they kicked the chairs out from the men. And the men, you know, because of their weight, their necks snapped and they died instantly. But the little boy, they kicked his chair out, and but because he was so light, his neck didn't break. And, and they said it, he said it took 30 minutes for the young boy to die because he was gasping for air and you know, just trying to breathe. It took the young boy 30 minutes to die. But after it was over, they were ushering everybody back to, the, to their camps, taking them back to where they, you know, where they to the holding cells. And one of the guys in the back said hey Eli he said where's your God now he said where's your God now and Eli said he turned around and he said he was hanging right there with him on the rope he was hanging right there with him on the rope amen and because of Hebrews 2 17 and 18 I want you to put that up on the screen This is why he can say this. He said, for this reason, he had to be made like them, fully human in every way in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. Verse 18, because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted also. But because of what Christ went through for you and I, because he bore our sins, because of the death that he suffered, is that, you know what, he's suffering just along with us. He's right there with us when we go through our trials and we go through our difficulties. And so the first thing that we need to understand is that God, you know what, he didn't come to to take our pain away, but he came to bear it with us. Tell your neighbor he's bearing it with you. The second thing is that not only come to bear it with us, but the second thing is that there is uncertainty in the world and God came to lead us through it. Amen. How many know that life is full of uncertainty? Amen. Man, you know, from, from the time we're kids, the things that we think about, the things that we worry about, like that young kid he said, that was up here that testified, he said something about it. He was worrying about, uh, what did he say that he was worried? Huh? Yeah. He was worried about something else. You, you go through stages when you're a kid. You're worried, about you're hearing about wars and rumors of war. I remember when I was a kid, they always used to tell us, California was going to fall off into the ocean. Uh, how many of you remember that? Huh? By the time the year 2000 comes, that California is going to be a beach. I mean, it is part of it, but. They said the whole state was going to fall into the ocean. And we go through things and we hear about wars and we hear about different things and uh, you know we're worried about what's going to happen to us You know, when we get older. Am I going to be able to survive? Is my marriage going to last? What are my children going to become? What is my daughter going to become? It, you know, are they going to lose these bad habits? Are my kids going to go to college? What are all these different things. Life is full of uncertainty. Amen? Matter of fact, when we look at the life of Joseph and Mary as they packed up their meager belongings to leave Bethlehem to head for Egypt for the census, because God told them to go. I mean, I mean, they had a census, so they had to go and, and you know go to the census. But how many know that it was God in the mix? Huh? God was taking him to the census in Jerusalem so the baby can be born there in Bethlehem to fulfill scripture. Right? Huh? And so we see here that, you know, Mary and Joseph, man, that they were full of uncertainty. All they knew was that God was leading the way within their life. I mean, Joseph, man, an angel came to him and spoke to him and told him that, you know what, Uh, you know, you need to take her as your wife. He was going to divorce her quietly. You know, he could have had her stoned to death but he had a heart and he said you know what we'll, we'll just divorce and you know what? you go she'll go her way but how many know that the angel of the lord came and spoke to him and said you know what no you're going to take that woman that's going to be your wife she's going to give birth to the king of kings and the lord of lords and he's going to be the savior of the world he's going to save your people and all the people of their sins and so just think the uncertainty for him oh, how do i raise this child this kids a she's a child of god and you know what i'm only human and i'm only... You know, and how we know that God has given us, He gives us things. He bursts things in our life. He tells us to go. He wants us to, you know what, to raise up what God puts in our heart, in our mind, in our soul. And He wants us to, you know what, to grow it. He wants us to take care of it. But you know what? As Christians and men and women of God, we're uncertain. We're afraid sometimes. Let me tell you, I'll be the first to tell you. All the years I've been. You know, coming to church and walking with God. God taking me to different places. I came just like you. I used to sit in the back row when I first came. And little by little, I started moving up. And I started getting closer. I started hearing the call of God. I started hearing what God was saying. I started hearing the the hurt of the people in my community, within my city, within my family. And you know what, man? But... You know what, I had a pastor that said, you know what, you can do it. You can do all things. He said, you know what, you got more faith. Keep your faith level more than your fear level and you'll be all right. And so I learned to, you know what, that God's in control. I said all that to say this. Is that God's, through all the uncertainty, God is leading us. Huh? You know, like most of the time when we go somewhere, I don't know if any of you been overseas, right? Some of you just went overseas. They went to the Philippines. I I keep seeing over there. I see Tracy just went to the Philippines. Some of you just went to the Philippines. But when you got there, you found out where you were staying. You found out where you were eating meals. You found out who was picking you up at the airport. And so you were being led. But Joseph, they just were told to go. Amen. They didn't have fine instruction. Somebody, they didn't know where they were going to stay. They didn't know where they were going to get their next meal. They didn't know what was going to happen after that. They walked through uncertainty all their life. But you know what they had? They were guided by God. And see, what God is trying to teach you and I is that, you know what, that there's, you know what this life is a life of uncertainty. But he's trying to teach you and me to live by faith, to let you know that he's in control, that God has the whole wide world in his hands. He's got you inside his hand. When you, when, you, when you go through pain and suffering, he's bearing it with you. When you go through uncertainty, he's leading you. He's the light of uh, uh, and the lamp unto our feet. And he'll take us where we need to go. He'll lead us where we need to be. Even though it gets scary sometimes. Even though it gets difficult sometimes. Even though through that journey, you know what, through that uncertainty, there's pain and anguish. See, I mean, how can, you know, what about all the kids whose mothers, their children were murdered? You think they're happy during Christmas time? You think it was, it was easy for them later on down the year? Oh, he's the king of kings, yeah, but where's my child? Huh? And I, be, I believe, though, that God came and God was able to, to get, you know, comfort their hearts and bring them understanding, lead them through the uncertainty. And that's what he does with me and you. Our lives are uncertain too. You see, life is uncertain. But Mary and Joseph had one great advantage. They knew that God was leading the way. And they would take, God would take care of them. And that's what you need to understand. That's what you need to learn today. You might be going through it. How many of you are going through it? Huh? All two, two of you. How many of you are going through it? Huh? I'm going through it. You're going through it. But how many know God is leading us through it? Amen. God is leading us through all the uncertainty, all the different things. You know what? Just man, continue to praise God. Continue to worship the king. Continue to be thankful for the son. See, Jesus, that little boy, was jostled around on his journey to Egypt. And he would one day tell the multitudes how God cared for the birds of the air and the lilies of the field. And if God would feed the birds and the lilies, he said, they must not be concerned of what we're going to eat and what we're going to wear because God will take care of us. See, as Christians, we have the advantage of knowing that we do not know what tomorrow holds. We do know him who holds tomorrow. Amen. Amen. And he wants us to let him lead the way. Tell your neighbor, let him lead the way. way. See, there's uncertainty, but there is a God who leads us through that uncertainty. And that is the message of Christmas too. He led Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus, and he'll lead you and I. I want to let you know if you're going through it. I want to reiterate it because you know what? I know the people that we, we minister to. You know, uh, we're not rich by any standard. We go through many different things. We've been through painful times and difficult things. But I want you to know that God is leading you through it all. And the last thing uh, that I believe God is trying to communicate to you and I is that death is imminent in the world, but God overcame it. Amen? God overcame it. He's not going to take away the pain, but he's going he's to he's bear it with us. We're going to go through many uncertainties, but God's going to lead us through it. There's going to be death in this world and in our life, but God overcame it. <clears throat> See, there was death on that night long ago in Bethlehem when the cries of children Pierce the night air. Innocent children, victims of selfishness. They died that night. Those things are still happening today. Children are dying. Innocent people are being hurt. Our families, our friends, people we don't even know. All around the world today is that there is is is, is death and all kinds of different things happening. But how many know there was one child that was saved? One child who was carried off into Egypt. See, us, it's, it's, it's funny because, you know, God had to deliver us from Egypt. Huh? But God, he sent Jesus to Egypt. Huh? Kind of makes you think. He, he might have just sent you and I to Egypt just so that, you know, so that we can come out of Egypt someday. Uh, so we could come out of Egypt strong, so we could come out of Egypt grateful, so we could come out of Egypt with a mission, so we could come out of Egypt with a purpose, so we could come out of Egypt, you know what, so God could use us for his honor and glory. Jesus' death would be different than any other. He would die on a cross, not for his own sins, but for the sins of others. You know, as people of God, you know, we go through a lot of things now. Now that we're men of God, now that we're women of God, now that we're families of God. And a lot of the pain that we go through is for other people. Huh? All the things that we put on, all the events that we put on, we find ourselves getting upset and stressed and, you know, going through different things. But I want you to know is that, you know what, that's because God is using us. God has called you and I and you know what? He's using us so that, you know what? For the pain of others. The pain that somebody else is going through stuff. We got the victory. How many got the victory today? I don't know about you. As, as I shared earlier, man, I was all messed up. That young girl said, I'm uh, that she to, I used to live in the LTA. Huh? Matter of fact, they used to call me Spider-Man. I was known as Spider-Man. There was a few people on the LTA that knew me as Spider-Man. Because I used to, when my wife would lock me out, I would climb the roof on the second story. And there was no way to get in. But you know what? I used to hang down from the roof. Huh? And some you know what? Sometimes she'd leave the window cracked. I'd see, the, I'd see a little crack. And I knew she was out of town. And so I wanted to either go in and eat, shower, or find something I can sell. Oh, come on, somebody. Somebody say, ah. Yeah, that was no good. And, and, and so I was Spider-Man because, you know what, here I thought I was slick getting in. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Climbing in. But my neighbors downstairs call, you know, would call my wife, right, and say, hey, Spider-Man's in the house. <laughs> <laughs> And so, but you know what? But God has, you know, God has brought us a mighty long way, amen. See, Jesus, He's come. You know what? God has overcame death. I know there's some of you here today. You've lost loved ones, and during Christmas time, it is a time when you know what it reminds us. You might have an ornament of your mom, an ornament of your father. An ornament of your dad or your sister or your brother or a loved one. And you remember them and and, and it's difficult. Amen. But how many know that they're in a better place today? And one day we're going to be there with them. Amen. Because God has overcame death. We don't have to fear. We don't have to worry. We don't have to, you know what, think about where we're going. Because as long as we just continue to follow God and surrender to God and repent unto the Lord is that, you know what, we're gonna one day, we're gonna be there with him. See, that's why God came. That's why he sent his son, Jesus. So that, you know what, so he can conquer death and so that we'll have a place in the heavenlies one day, you and I. And that's something to be thankful for. That's something to be excited about. I'm so excited today because God has done so much. He's bared the pains of, with my life that I've been through. He's been with me all the way. I realize that. I thank God for that. Not only that, is that, is that you know what, man? And, and he doesn't let us, he doesn't take, like I said, he doesn't take away the pain. He lets you experience it. Huh? He, lets, he gives you that thorn in the side, just like Paul the apostle. Huh? He gives you that thorn in the flesh, amen, to keep you reminded, amen, to remind you of, you know what, your sins, to remind you that, you know what, that once you were lost, but now you're found. Once you were on your way to hell, but now you're on your way to heaven because I sent my son to you. And you know what? He died for you. And he, you know, he was born at such a time of this so that he can you know, take us through the uncertainty. And not only that, but conquer death. Amen. And so today is that we need to be grateful. We need to be excited. And we also need to hear the cry. You know, don't just, you know, I know we hear the songs and and bless somebody today. Bless somebody tomorrow. Bless somebody on Christmas. Give out. Amen. Give somebody that's hurting. Do you hear the cry of the people or do you just hear the bird eyes? Huh? Silver bells. (laughs) Huh? Silver bells. (laughs) Well, you know, sometimes we just get caught up in the, in, in the excitement, but how many know that there was pain that night. It was hurting that night. And there's pain and hurting going on right now. And just reach out, man. God, God called us to be an extension for his son. And so always remember that God is with us and he's leading us. Go ahead and stand with me. Told you I was gonna be quick. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I thank God that, that He set, set His Son and He brought Him out of Egypt. Amen. And just He brought me and you out of Egypt. Huh? I thank God He called me out of Egypt uh, into His marvelous light. And now God has a mission for us, God has a purpose for us, God has meaning for our life, He has a destiny. But God wants you to surrender to it. This afternoon, maybe you don't know that Jesus—that personal. See, God, you know what? God, He just don't want us to come to church. He wants us to have a personal, intimate relationship with His Son. His name is Jesus. He came into the world to bear the pain—the pain of our sins. And he walks with us all through it. We need also a God. What I like about God is he leads us through the uncertainty. Huh? Oh, that, that, that is so awesome and so great. See, some of you are confused right now or you're, you know, you're worried. If you accept Christ, you don't need to worry no more. Just put your faith in him. And oftentimes we do it like on a part time basis. Only when we need Him. God, I need you right now. But you know what? We can, we can need Him every day. And we, we need to need Him all day, every day, and just put our life and our hands in His hands. And this afternoon, maybe you've never given all over to Christ. You know about Christ, you know about the Christmas story. You know about the Christmas music. You know about all these different things. But you're going through pain right now. You're wondering where you're going to get the money for Christmas. Where you're going to get this. How you're going to feed him, this and that, and the family and all that stuff. Well, you know what? You need to worry about those things. You're worried about your future. You're worried about this and that. I want to let you know, if you surrender to Christ, God will lead you through all the uncertainty. You don't have to try to make it happen. God will do it for you as you place your hands. My wife, I tell you a million times, she don't know how I got back in the LTA cuz I was locked out. And she and you know what it was? And I was even me, I was like, man, I don't know if she's going to take me back. I was living at my dad's over in Dakota. And my wife was living over here in Tennyson, and I was like, man, I don't know if she's going to let me back. I don't know if she's going to take me back. I, I did so much things to her. But that was an uncertainty that I was thinking about. And you know what I did? I said, you know what? God, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that I'm going to serve you. I gave my life to you. I'm going to let you lead me and guide me, and I'm not going to worry about it. If you desire us to continue to to build this marriage it's going to be on you I put it on him it's going to be on you I'm going to do what I got to do and you just lead me and guide me and you do the rest and guess what I know how I got back in the house it was God because I used to go over to see my kids and before I didn't care I was I wanted to get high I remember going over and I didn't want I never wanted to leave every time I had to leave I didn't want to leave And I don't know if she didn't want me to leave, (laughs) but she didn't tell me to stay. And I just remember my kids saying, Daddy, where are you going? And it used to break my heart. Used to break my heart because I'd done that enough. I hurt my kids too much. And I told them the same thing I always told them. I said, you know what? I'm going to work. Because my wife used to kick me out and say, you know what? Get out of here. You're out of here. You know, you're a bum. You're no good. You're a thief and a liar and a, you know. And she used to put some other words on it that I won't say. Right? But you know what, what I did to ease the pain back then? I used to tell the kids, you know, I'm going to work. But then I'd go out and smoke a rock and I wouldn't think about it. I'd just be like, uh, right? <laughs> Tweaking out the window. And it would take away the pain. It would take away my... But when I got saved, and I used to have to leave, my little Christina and Selena, they were just little, they were like Nevaeh's side. They would say, Daddy, where are you going? I said, I'm going to work. And then one day she just said, just stay. Just stay here today. And so one night turned into two. Two turned into three. Turned into a week, two weeks, a month, a year. 10 years, 20 years, and it's been 21 years ago since God came. He led me through the uncertainty. He led me through the pain. He led me, you know what, to a place where God is doing something great in our lives. And so I'm just so grateful. So I want to open up the altar and you say, you know what, it's my time. I'm uncertain about all these different things in my life.